Hey, it's uh, Suri Hewlett here. I'm the host of this show, which is the Core Expert, and it's aimed at giving you information on your body, on injuries, on exercise, on Pilates. And today's segment is all about <coughs> plantar fasciitis. We have seen a lot more people with plantar fasciitis in clinic, and um, it's really a bit of a rundown on what exactly it is. So you have um, typically very, very sort of structured symptoms if you have plantar fasciitis. It tends to be pain in the foot. It can be around the heel um, and around sort of the arch of the foot. And it's typically very, very sore when you're putting your foot down to the floor. So if you've been over, um, if you've been resting or overnight, you obviously don't feel anything to discomfort in your foot. You put your foot to the floor first thing in the morning and it, you might get quite some, quite some quite sharp discomfort either in the heel area or in the arch area of your foot. It takes a few minutes for you to walk it out and then typically it feels a lot happier. So that's the classic sign of, of plantar fasciitis. So first thing in the morning when you put your foot on the floor and starting to walk, it's very uncomfortable. It walks itself out generally. Obviously in acute things you can find that it's just painful all the time. And then after a while it, you sit down, you might find when you then have been sat for a while and resting, again you go to get up and your foot's quite sore. Um, Typically what's happened is that you have an inflammatory process that's going on in the plantar fascia of the feet and the fascia of the feet take attachment from the heel. So your calcaneum is the bone of, the, of your heel and the fascia are attached to that and they extend up and underneath the arch. Obviously you've got all your flexor, um, flexor muscles of the foot that sit um, underneath there that go towards the toes and make the toes curl and clench and they're the they're the flexor muscles of the feet and typically the fascia that is underneath those is quite thick and quite extensive and that's the area that becomes um, becomes inflamed so that's the acute sort of stage and the acute process so overnight if you imagine that there is a a bit like a tent so if you throw a throw like a, an idea that the arch is a bit like a parachute as it comes down the arch of your foot should be in that sort of slightly curved shape a little bit like a balloon or a parachute and when you overnight the, the tissues become a little bit inflamed and there's a bit of fluid in them then you know that becomes a bit thickened when you put your foot to the floor there should be a bit of spring in that fascia fascia should sort of respond and stretch and move and when it's inflamed in that plantar fasciitis state it doesn't do that as easily as it normally would do so when you put your foot down to the floor the fascia pulls at the attachment which is your heel or it pulls at the attachment towards the toes or it pulls on the sort of con convex portion of the um, plantar fascia so just under the arch of the foot and it takes a little while for it to sort of basically ease up and become a bit more pliable and bend and move the way that fascia should respond under stress hence why it generally gets a little bit better with a, a little bit of time and a little bit of, a, of warming up so that's your plantar fascia or plantar fasciitis in a nutshell 
it's inflammation or sort of shortening of the fascia under the sole of the foot. You can feel pain generally first thing in the morning or if you've been rested. Generally it settles once you've been on the move for a little while or if, you know, sometimes in the acute process it, it doesn't settle at all and you can just be really quite sore um, as soon as your foot's to the floor. So what actually causes this? <laughs> it can be a few things. So typically, you know, we're looking for a history of, you know, biomechanics change. That could be one thing. So you might have bought a new pair of shoes and that new pair of shoes means that you're using your feet and the sole of your feet and how you move a little bit differently. And, and because of that, the, the strain on the foot is or the change in dynamics around the foot has just put some torsion and pressure on the fascia. So a change in your footwear. So if you can liken it to you've always worn the same running shoes and then you suddenly change your shoes and you suddenly start to get sore, it could be that there isn't enough arch support in that foot and you're used to quite a lot and the, the fascia is not getting enough support or the arch isn't getting enough support. It could be the opposite completely where the arch is just giving you too much support and it's actually causing a bit of irritation because it's rubbing and it's pushing up into the tissue. So we'll generally ask, you know, what, what have you been doing? Have you changed your footwear? Is that coincidental at the same time as when you started getting symptoms? Um, another thing could be that you change how you train. So um, it might be that there's been a change. If you're normally quite active or you're quite sporty, you've changed the intensity of what you do. So you've suddenly upped your training level. Or if you generally don't do anything, that you um, change how you move. So that was just my phone going off in the background there. So if you suddenly change how you've been doing things, that you um, put pressure on your foot because it's normally not been doing the same thing. So if you have been doing nothing and then suddenly you decide that you're doing everything, then you're gonna get sore. Um, and that can be a, um, an issue that causes pain and discomfort. So what we're looking for then is have you suddenly changed your training program? Have you increased it? Or have you suddenly started to do something when you haven't done anything before? And that's two things that we're looking for. Um, so either your footwear's changed and footwear's changed or you've changed your training program. Either you've started something new or you've changed the intensity of what you normally do. And with that little quirk on the intensity, it could be something really simple, like you're a runner and you would normally run around the park clockwise. And then, you know, in the last three weeks, you've suddenly decided that you're gonna go a different route and you're gonna run anti-clockwise but you're doing the same distance. Or it could be that you normally run on sand or grass and suddenly you've decided to run on concrete. Um, so that's two things that you know you, you need to be aware of. The, the other 
thing that can happen is a change in alignment and this is where we're talking more about biomechanics and where we're talking about um, how your foot position is relative to the rest of your leg and what we're looking at here is that the forces as you move and the forces how you walk are actually altered compared to how they have been so very similar in terms of your footwear again if you've suddenly changed how your footwear is because it can alter how you move very similar in terms of your stress through the joints because of how you're then moving but more from a point of view that your biomechanics so how the forces are transmitted have changed so it also could be that your calf muscle is tighter on one side so it means that you're walking with your foot a little bit turned out so your foot's more into a banana shape it could so more into supination um, where you walk on the outer border of the foot it could be that you have a very very flat foot and what's happening is that it's not getting enough enough support and that's potentially what's causing it so what we're looking at is other factors so if you haven't changed your footwear you haven't changed your training program what's the next thing that could potentially cause it and it could be your biomechanics and again this can just be that insidious onset where it's gradually just got worse and a bit of a niggle and over time it's increasing and what we're looking at here is it is it basically a little bit of how the stresses and strains of day-to-day -day life or day-to-day -day sports activities or day-to-day -day walking or running or whatever it is that you normally do and now causing pain and discomfort because you have a postural change or a biomechanical change in your foot which basically means that you're not using your foot to the, its best efficiency it's caused some tightness and stress along the plantar fascia maybe your arch has fallen a little bit and you know the muscles in the feet aren't supporting you quite as well as they should do maybe you have quite a rigid arch and a rigid forefoot which then means that you know your fascia has tightened up to meet that rigidity and it's not bending and moving as well as it could do so a couple of ways of looking at things there which can be like your biomechanics um, and then you know the the other side of things is which one of those has been you know the most influential in what's going on typically we might find that you know your plantar fascia is a secondary problem um, and it's secondary to something else that's gone up higher up so if you have a previous knee problem or a previous hip problem or previous back problem or you know you've strained your ankle what's actually happening is a little bit along the, biome the, the biomechanical line again that your plantar fasciitis or plantar fasciitis is actually a, a secondary issue because your primary issue is um, something else so what's actually happened is the, the fascia has started to get sore because you're um, changing how you move and you're say you roll your ankle your ankles are a little bit weaker the muscles haven't been rehabbed properly or your knee you know you've got a problem with your knee so you've altered how you walk so you change how you move and it just puts stress and strain lower down so there's four sort of different reasons there that you could get plantar fascia not one of them basically involve an acute injury or an acute problem um, which obviously you could you could land and jump on something you could step on a stone 
and you could you know have some sort of trauma that causes uh, a plantar fascia type issue um, but if you're thinking about you know from a logistical point of view if somebody walks into clinic and says my foot's been sore it's sore I'm okay unless I put my foot to the floor first thing in the morning or you know once I've been on my feet and I rest and then I get up again it's sore and it works its way free um, what we're looking for is have you changed your footwear have you changed how you train have you suddenly increased what you're doing have you suddenly started something new have you changed what you would normally do that would cause like a different forces through your foot and then on the other side of things we're looking at your alignment and your biomechanics so have you had a previous knee problem and injury you know are you walking slightly off center compared to you know the the best and most efficient way and that would guide us as to what's going on if one muscle group is a little bit tighter if you're a little bit flat-footed if you're a little bit sort of high arched and high instep if your foot is quite floppy and it moves quite well or if your foot is quite rigid and at the end of the day that gives us a reason as to why you have plantar fasciitis because most people want a reason they want to know why this has happened you know have they done something that's caused it can they stop doing something to make it get better and what we're after is what can we do in the background to help you um, so what's your treatment options um, depends on what's caused it it could be as simple as you know what it's your footwear go back to your old footwear it could be that you know you um, go back to your training regime and you go anti-clockwise it doesn't solve the problem but it solves the immediate symptoms in that you can improve them quite quickly if you have um, you know something that's been there for a little while we might need to do some release through the plantar fascia so we might need to do some hands-on obviously we test it and see how tight and how rigid and how um, movable those tissues are but typically we're doing some myofascial release along those tissues which can be a little bit uncomfortable typically we might decide to give them a bit of tape to support them so that they feel that they've got a little bit of a lift and a little bit of hug so when they put the foot to the floor you feel there's some support there so the tissues aren't basically hanging um, and, and being in torsion they've got a little bit of support and they've got some tape and that can be rigid tape so a low dye tape is really um, is really helpful so if you follow us on our YouTube um, I think it's it might be my name actually Sari Hewler on, on our YouTube channel and we've got a little segment specifically on plantar fasciitis on there and specifically on how to tape with low dye tape um, so low is L-O-W and dye as in D-Y-E tape and that's a really good one for plantar fasciitis that we use a lot. Um, the other option is something like the Kinesio tape which you can generally um, use along the lumbricals so it's going on along the length of the foot and that works really well um, again as a support for feet. Um, so taping works really well and if taping helps you then what you would want to do is make sure that you learn how to do it yourself so you're not reliant on coming back in we're very happy to see people if they want to need it restrapped and we'll generally if you're coming in for treatment we'll generally restrap it as we need to but something like you know the strap or the rigid tape you're probably looking at it every two to three days 
you'll find the rigidity is a little bit less. If you're looking at something like the kinesio tape, the kinesio tape, depending on how your foot is and how sweaty, and obviously it's in a bit of an awkward place because it's on the sole of your foot, you might find it lasts about a week for you. Um, but taping is a really good option because you, we know pretty quickly, yep, it's going to help or you'll feel some support pretty quickly. If you have what we call a heel spur, you might find that if it's a pinpoint problem, it can be a heel spur, so a little bit of a bony outgrowth on calcaneum, so on your heel bone, and something like a heel, uh, a heel support or a heel cup, which has got a little bit of a gel um, hole in it just to cut out, will mean that you've got like a bit of a donut under that um, area of discomfort, which means that that helps the, helps the pain. So instead of the pressure being directly under that pinpoint pressure, the pressure's dispersed around it because basically that area of pinpoint sits in the hole that's in the insert. Um, obviously inserts can help as well, although they might be a little bit uncomfortable if they're too rigid along the arch. And if the tape helps, then inserts might be a bit of a longer term help for you. And the other thing is just soft tissue work. So some soft tissue, if we found that the major issue is tightness through your calf and your soleus muscles and maybe your tibialis muscle as well. So sometimes those muscles can tighten up which cause pressure and discomfort through and underneath the foot. So soft tissue work, soft tissue work along the calf muscles, maybe some foot mobilizations can help. So if your foot's quite rigid, we might need to mobilize the bones and the joints of the foot. Some lumbrical work, so some work through the, the foot itself just to get a little bit of um, help through what's the the small muscles of the foot so that would be you know advising you to pick up things with your toes to get those really small muscles working so it could be marbles bit of lego tissue on the floor socks things and pen tops that mean that you're gripping your toes and actually getting a bit of activity through those lumbricals um, and then obviously from a, a home massage point of view you might find that if you're in the acute stages doing a bit of an ice if you've got a frozen bottle of water, obviously plastic, um, you might find rolling that or having an ice, um, an ice massage with a, an ice cube or resting your feet in ice is, is something that helps. Um, also using like a, a small a small tennis ball for mobility around the foot can obviously be of some help when you're trying to get mobility back through the foot. So a few ideas with you for plantar fasciitis. The biggest thing and the biggest caveat from um, my point of view is obviously make sure if you are treating yourself or trying to manage yourself that you know exactly what it is because if you're not managing the right thing you're not going to get the right results um, and make sure from a realistic point of view if you are trying to improve things that you get the right things going and you ensure that you've seen the right person to make sure you're on the right track. There's no point trying to manage it with lumbrical exercises that might irritate something further if they're the tissues in, that are inflamed. There's no point trying to manage it with some calf release if you don't know which muscle in the calf it is that you're trying to release and why. So if you've had it for a little while 
and you know it's not improving I would definitely seek medical advice some of the um, some of the guidelines that I've been talking about are really to give you an idea that there's heaps you can do plantar fascia responds really really well to treatment um, obviously if it isn't then we refer you on but um, you know generally if you get onto it quickly you can solve it quite quickly the people that I've seen with it have, have been you know very specifically with a reason for it to happen like they've changed their footwear or they've changed their training or they've just left it so long that it's become a chronic problem and now it's stopping them from doing what they want to do because it's sore all the time so don't get yourself into that space get yourself sorted quite quickly because it will respond very quickly it's one of those nice ones to treat that you know we can get quite a good change and an effective change quite quickly so hopefully you've learned a little bit about plantar fascia today and um yeah if there's any questions feel free to hit me up on twitter i'm um, at the core expert on twitter or um you can flick me an email at info at i'll chat soon with something new thanks for listening